In a world where people are famous for doing nothing, we're here to discover the ordinary individuals who take giant leaps to do something extraordinary. Welcome to Moving Forward. Hello, everyone. This is John Lim with Moving Forward, and we kick off our 50th episode celebration week with the one and only Tim Page. Tim will be known to many of you as the conversion educator at Lead Pages, and he is also the host of the top-ranked podcast series, Conversion Cast. And if that wasn't enough, Tim is also a very busy working voiceover actor and artist. Tim, thank you so much for joining us for our 50th episode celebration. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here for this. This is awesome. Tim, the honor is mine. I'm so excited to have you share a little bit of your story with our listeners. So I want to jump right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself and share a little of your career journey with our listeners. Sure, I'd love to. So, well, first off, uh, I'm a husband and dad, and that, to me, is the most important part. I have uh, a beautiful wife and a wonderful little boy who is two years old, uh, and he's the craziest, <laughs> loudest human being on the planet. It's great. That's like the most challenging job of all, isn't it? Yeah, well, my wife's job is, yeah, she's a full-time mom, so she's got – she just has the challenge all day long. It's it's crazy. Uh, I have the most amount of respect ever for her because I couldn't imagine. Um, so that's the biggest thing. Uh, I am also a uh, – I am the conversion educator at Lead Pages, which means uh, I help uh, folks get better results for their business so they can get more leads, more sales, uh, et cetera. I, so I do a lot of webinars. In fact, uh, I've done over – uh, 425 webinars in the last two years alone. Wow. Uh, I host our podcast, Conversion Cast, and I speak at live events. Oh. And when I'm not doing all of those things, I'm also a professional voice actor. So uh, I do video games and cartoons and commercials and TV promos and all sorts of uh, whatever people need my voice for, uh, which is really fun. But my career journey is a weird one because I have done a lot of things uh, and I am – uh, lucky enough to say that anytime I've had a dream, uh, I've really done everything I could to go after that dream mm. and get as close as I could. Uh, so right out of, of uh, high school, I went to college for journalism thinking I wanted to uh, write. And what I found was that I didn't really like writing all that much. So that didn't last very long, and I, I ended up going to college for uh, for massage therapy. Thought I wanted to be a massage therapist because I love the idea of, of helping people and uh, helping them be healthier and feel better and be more relaxed. And I enjoyed that, but I knew I didn't want to do it for a career. The thing that was always in the back of my mind, though, that ever since I was young I wanted to do was to be some kind of a performer or entertainer. And mm. the thing that that really grabbed me was music. So uh, I learned to play guitar when I was um, 14 or 15 years old or so. And at the time that I was in college, I had been in a bunch of bands and it was a lot of fun. But after all of that was done, uh, I got into a band with some of my best friends. We ended up uh, really just clicking and coming together and uh, people started to come to our shows and we really kind of took off. We ended up touring all over the country for about six years. We got signed to a record label. We played live on MTV when uh, TRL was still a thing. Um, when we played on TRL, it was with Damien, though it wasn't uh, with Carson <laughs> Daly. Um, and we did a lot of amazing things. But, you know, what happened was uh, it turned out that Playing music because we loved playing music was awesome, but uh, there came a point where uh, it 
it was so focused on being a business and and making money and trying to survive, not from a, you know, like, oh, we want to get rich, but just like literally how do we pay the bills? How do we support ourselves and, and our, you know, upcoming families and that kind of thing uh, that it it lost its uh, we lost our passion for it. Mm. Um, so we got to a point where it was like, you know, time to figure out what's next. And uh, what was next for me was uh, somehow vacuum sales. And so I became a, a door-to-door vacuum salesman selling $3,000 vacuums, knocking on people's doors at all hours of the day, working 12 to 15-hour days, six to seven days a week, wow. making a ton of money uh, for the first time in my life. I had never made a lot of money. I'd been in sales forever, but I first started to really make money, but I was miserable. Mm. And this is something I tell people all the time. People always tell me like, you know, if I could make six figures in this thing, like I'd really be set and I'd be comfortable and all this stuff. Well, I was making six figures, uh, you know, a high six figures and I was miserable every day. I would come home, uh, you know, late at night after knocking on people's doors, selling vacuums, uh, and moving up in the company and then opening my own office and becoming an entrepreneur for the first time, I would come home and I'd sit on the couch and my wife would tell me all about her day and I would be there, but half there. Mm. I'd be just sitting on the couch, just, you know, half asleep and, you know, nothing, no real like passion, no real excitement for what I was doing, but I was making so much money that it was like, well, you know, at least I'm making money and, and now I know what this is like. And, you know, we've, we're, we're living a, a comfortable life now and, and it is what it is, but I knew there had to be something more. And so, uh, one day, I was watching TV, uh, one of those late night uh, hangouts with my wife, and a TV show came on, and I don't remember what the show was. I wish I, I did. I wish I could figure it out because um, it really – this show changed my life somehow. Uh, they mentioned the words passive income, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what that was because I had the most active income <laughs> ever. And, uh, and so I Googled it and, uh, Pat Flynn, who is now one of my very good friends, but at the time I didn't know who he was, his site came up and I listened to uh, an episode of his podcast and I read, uh, a ton of his blog posts and got hooked on his podcast and found a bunch of other people. And I was like, this is amazing. These people are making a living from home. They have time to spend with their families. I'm going to do this. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to figure this stuff out. I started to figure it out. And a few months later, I was interviewing Paula Pant, who also is now uh, a friend of mine, has a great website called Afford Anything. I was interviewing her, and uh, and we finish up the interview, and the door opens behind me. And my wife, you know, she knows that I'm doing the interview, don't open the door. So she opens the door. I know something's got to be wrong. I say goodbye to Paula. I take the headphones off. I turn around, and she's got tears streaming down her face. Oh, wow. And my wife walks up to me, and, and I said, what's wrong? And she just looks at me, and all of a sudden she hands me something. And I look down, and it's a pregnancy test, and it's positive. Mm. And we had been trying to have kids for about four months. And so it was the best moment of my life. I was so excited. And in that excitement, uh, the the switch went on, and I was like, that's it. I'm setting a date, and I'm going to be done with this. I'm not selling vacuums anymore. I'm not going to be stuck with this. I'm not going to be an absentee father. I'm going to be around for my kid. I'm going to be able to open the door and walk in the other room and hang out with him anytime I want all throughout the day. Uh, and from that moment forward, I set the date. On that date, I quit. And I have been working from home uh, ever since. I love that, Tim. Just a couple of nuggets of knowledge that you have just shared with our listeners. Number one, that you've always listened to that voice inside of your head and starting out following your passions in music. And then 
then also, but not forgetting the practical side. And so you went through that phase where what, what I call and what a lot of people call trading time for money and you were making a very good living, but you knew that there was something more. It was that itch, that voice in your head that told you that there's something more out there. And then, and then a couple of great life shifts that you shared in your story that led you to these, these great moments of inspiration. So I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. And there's really one thing I want to point out that's really interesting is that I think there's a dichotomy of beliefs out there. Like there people believe uh, you either follow the money and that's what you do and you just do whatever you got to do to make a ton of money and, and hustle and all that kind of stuff. And there's another camp that says, who cares about money? Follow your passion and go crazy all in on your passion and turn your passion into a business. And uh, I actually don't subscribe to either of those beliefs mm -hmm. because uh, I have followed my passion to the end of the earth. And because it had to be a business, because I was using that to survive, uh, it ruined that passion for me. It's yeah. back now. I love playing music again. But um, for, I mean, literally years, I didn't even want to pick up my guitar. And, and on the other side, I've been working, you know, entirely for the money and hating what I did. You know, there's a, a magical middle ground that's really not that hard to find that really combines what you what you really love with uh, having a business that that helps people because we get so focused on our passion and our passion and then all we want to do is have a business that means we're living our passion all the time but in that that means that you're so focused on your own darn passion that you're not helping other people you're not doing something that means something to other people that's changing their lives and even a lot of times we say, well, my passion is to help other people. That's great, but you're still focused on your passion and having your passion as a career. We need to, I think, kind of temper that and say, I want to be doing something that's meaningful to me, uh, but that also is really meaningful to other people that helps other people solve some kind of problem in their, in their lives and in their world. Uh, and I also, we need to understand that in doing that, there's going to be a lot of crap that you're doing that sucks, that you yeah. hate, that has nothing to do with your passion. That, that honestly, like there are things that I do throughout my day that I'm like, oh, God, I would really rather not be doing this right now. And that that's just part of what we do. That's part of being uh, an entrepreneur or even not being an entrepreneur. It's a part of, of doing work in general. You're going to love some of it and you're going to just not love some of it. And I think we have to accept that and stop focusing on everything we do being like the most passionate we've ever been in our lives. It's just not how it works. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. And I love the fact that you have grounded your perspective so much. And it really does remind me of Maslow's hierarchy, where you're really looking for more of that self-actualization, that purpose. And Tim, this actually leads me perfectly to my next question. So as someone who does so much, how do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? I wish I had some like magical thing that I could say, but I think that because of all of this time that, that I've been working on trying to make sure that whatever I'm doing was the best thing I could possibly be doing at that moment, I am just one of those people that, you know, the alarm clock rings and like at first I, you know, I'm like, I would love to go back to sleep. <laughs> but once I get past that initial, you know, five minutes or whatever of, of waking up, I'm really excited. You know, I'm really excited because the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go upstairs and get my kid out of bed, which uh, I'm always excited about. He's always got a smile on his face. He's always happy uh -huh. to see me and, you know, make him breakfast and, you know, see my wife and my wife takes over. And then I know when I go in my office and shut the door, I'm going to go do something that I'm really excited to do every day. Uh, so 
I think that, you know, people want like a morning routine or they want something and those things are awesome. It's great. But uh, it all comes down to knowing that you're working towards having a life that has meaning to you and to other people. And once you do that, once you have that going or you're even in the process of getting there, I think it's easy to get out of bed in the morning. I think it's easy to go and and do the things that you've got to do. And when you have those long days and I still have those long days, when you have those long days, you just you just know you're like, Oh, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm working towards something that means something. And uh, I'm going to keep on, keep on going to, to get that. I love sort of the yin and yang between the alarm clock and then seeing your son's face to get inspired. And then knowing that you have this purpose, this longer term goal that you're working towards. And that's that internal inspiration that you get to, to get up and just start the day. I love it. Absolutely. Well, Tim, as you well know, part of the career journey is facing setbacks and failures. So I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a time when you failed. And I know you talked about how your passion for music at some point, you kind of lost a little bit of that passion. And if you want to explore that one a little bit more or another instance where you faced a failure or what seemed like a failure. And out of that came a lesson that you learned about when it's the right time to pivot or shift course. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, I've been, there's a show that I really have been listening to a lot lately. I I became friends with a guy named Chase Reeves uh, a few years ago. And for whatever reason, as entertaining and awesome a person he is, uh, I never listened to his podcast. Mm. He's had this podcast forever. It's called The Fizzle Show, and it's really great. But one of the things he talks about that I find really interesting and kind of subscribed to before I knew it was if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to go do work that you're passionate about, you have to first get to a minimum viable income, right? We've heard this term like minimum viable product, but in our lives, there are all these minimum viable things, you know, and minimum viable income is like the, the basic amount of money you need to, to eat, to keep the bills on. And the reason I bring that up is because I'm going to reference that a bunch. So when I had made that decision to leave, and I knew I was going to leave the vacuum sales company, and I knew that uh, I had to go figure out how to survive, that was the first question that I had was like, okay, the podcast isn't making nearly enough money for us to eat, right? And and I'm going to have three mouths to feed now instead of two. Mm -hmm. So how do I get to that minimum viable income? And I started doing all these things. I was really, really scrappy. I mean, I... Uh, reached out to somebody who's now, again, a friend of mine, Jamie Tardy. At the point, she was just somebody who I really looked up to. Um, she's got a show called Eventual Millionaire and a great book called Eventual Millionaire. And I reached out to her and said, uh, I can do a bunch of stuff. Uh, is there anything that, any anything you need? I'm happy to do it for you. And uh, she was like, well, what do you, what can you do? And I said, well, I'm great with audio. I'm a voice actor. Uh, I, I can I can write. I got you know, I went to school for journalism. And she said, OK, how about you write some some blog posts? So I wrote some blog posts and, and they weren't that good and she was sweet enough to pay me for them anyway. And I worked for all these different people on a freelance basis and did whatever I could to make as much money as I could. And when the time came that I had to quit and I, I had set that date, I said, I'm quitting. There's nothing that can stop me. I quit. And uh, I will say I, I was not at my minimum viable income yet. Mm. I, w- I was not making enough money that we were going to be okay. But my wife and I had the talk and we said, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to do it because I'm not going to be gone all the time. I'm not going to be gone with a new baby. I'm not going to be gone when it gets older. It's not going to happen. So we'll figure it out. And so I did that. I made that leap and I said, I will, I'll figure it out. I'm going to work my face off and, and get to the point where I'm not struggling. And 
I was doing that. I was working as hard as I could. I was uh, I was freelancing for three different companies, which meant I was working pretty long days, but I was working from home, so it felt like I was there. And this was the first time in my life, I don't like to talk about this too often, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. I This was the first time in my life I had ever had anxiety attacks, mm-hmm. ever. This didn't happen. For, I mean, I am the most laid back, easygoing, you know, stuff happens and I can deal with it and get through it. But it was this time when I'm like, you know, we're moving. I I had uh, several deaths in the family. We were having a baby and I had just left my six figure job to make not even a fourth of what I was making. I mean, it was crazy. And so I was having these actual anxiety attacks. I went to the doctor. I had them do all these tests to make sure that's what it was because my heart rhythm was off. Mm. And, you know, I was getting sick to my stomach and I I was developing like pre ulcers. It was really crazy. And, you know, going through all of that first off has set me up now to make sure I've got systems in place for everything. I mean, I am ready to go. I am, you know, bad things can happen, but I've got as much of an emergency plan as I possibly can. But the other thing was that, uh, going through those failures and realizing that, realizing that pain that I had gone through and realizing, you know, we, we had to borrow money from people to get by. We were talking about declaring bankruptcy. I mean, it was bad going through all of that made me so ready because in that time I had to, to make decisions that I didn't want to make because we needed the money. I took on clients I didn't want to take on because we needed the money. And so going forward, I used that to understand that, one, we were going to do everything we could to get out of debt. As soon as money was better, as soon as the business had taken off, we were going to do everything we could to get out of debt. Two, we were going to save our faces off once we were out of debt. We were going to put as much money as we could away to avoid anything like that ever happening again. And three, if we can make it through that, we can get through anything. And that this journey is going to, you know, it's going to kick you in the face a lot. I've had two failed businesses since then that I've sunk a lot of time and money into that did not work out. And, uh, and you know, we, it hurt and I, you know, broke my heart a little bit, but we pushed forward. We pushed through it as a family because, yeah, we'd gone through what we went through when I first left. We can get through failed businesses. We can get through losing a little bit of money. We can get through rejection, because we've gone through that now. We know what it feels like to hit at that point what was really rock bottom for us. Uh, now we can fight through it. And so it really gave us a thick skin and it proved to me that this was what I was supposed to be doing because I was able to get through that and I was able to get that through that with the help of my family. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, Tim. Just a couple of things that really resonated with me when you were sharing that story. I love how just the word scrappy, it's one of my favorite adjectives and really just using all of your assets and tools to to get by and also that you sought out a mentor, which I think is so important and someone that you looked up to. But then you talked about this concept, which I think is really important for our listeners to to learn about minimal viable income, which is so critical when you're starting a whole new venture. You got to have that in the back of your mind. And then also having that safety plan. You learned, it sounds like, just the most incredible life lessons about having that backup and safety plan in place. And I think those are just incredible takeaways from your story that our listeners can really benefit from. So thank you for sharing that, Tim. Absolutely. And I think it's easy to look back and go, well, I wish I had I wish I had paid off the debt first and I wish I'd saved up money first to have a runway and all those things. But the situation where we were, it, it wasn't really possible. And I can say 
honestly, thanks to a lot of different things, I would absolutely not have done it any differently, even though it hurt, even though it was hard, even though we went through the toughest times we've ever gone through. I wouldn't do it any differently because now we are at the best point we've ever been at in our lives. Yeah. And, and just the fact that you can look back on that and see how far you've come and just really have that everyday appreciation for all the successes now because you went through those experiences. Absolutely. Tim, we're now going to move into what I call the knowledge burst session. And this is where our guests share three game-changing resources and tips that our listeners can start using today to move forward in their lives, in their careers. So, Tim, I'd like you to pick one and share with our listeners a particularly influential movie, book, song, and I'm going to add to this cultural experience that inspired you to move forward. Sure. So uh, for a book you know, the uh, there's a book called The Total Money Makeover. It's a little older now, but it's by Dave Ramsey. And it is, it's basically, it's a personal finance book. It's not about business. It's not about careers. It's a personal finance book. And, you know, I'd been reading this book over and over for a long, long time before I ever got out of debt or had savings. But, you know, this to me is one of the best ways you can set yourself up for success. If you want to make that career change or start that business or do whatever it is you want to do is to, to get your financial house in order, Mm. have some savings, pay off debt. Um, now because we are debt free minus our house and we have money in the bank, we can make a little bit riskier decisions that might put us in position to really move forward. And, you know, we were able to do the things that really skyrocketed my results forward. You know, I, as a voice actor, I know I have a lot of friends who just record in their closet, which is great. And they're, they have these big, massive careers doing that. And that's all well and good. I wanted something different. So we built uh, almost a $10,000 recording studio in our house and, you know, couldn't have done that, couldn't have made that risky play uh, this early in my career, if it weren't for that. So the total money makeover, it's great. Uh, for those of you who are not kind of spiritual or religious, uh, it, you know, he does make a lot of references to Christianity and the Bible and stuff. And I would just tell you, just if that bothers you, just skip over that because the financial stuff is really, really incredible. Thank you for sharing that, Tim. Share with our listeners a daily practice or habit for prioritizing and managing your time. The biggest thing that I do is I uh, I love my calendar. <laughs> I, I use Google Calendar and I sync it across all of my devices because without a calendar, I'm in trouble. I have a horrible memory. And uh, with so many different things, you know, with, with the things I'm doing at Lead Pages, which there are so many different things I do at once, with the voice acting stuff where I've got client sessions and things like that, with my son and the family things we have going on, it's really hard for me to keep track of everything. So I use my Google Calendar religiously. If there's something that there's no particular date and time, but it's like a, it's a must-do to-do list, uh, I email it to a, an account, an email account I have specifically set up for things I have to get done. Mm-hmm. And then I know that if there are emails emails in that inbox that I'm not done. So those are kind of my two weird systems. And there are really amazing hackable systems for how to do it. But my weird janky uh, system (laughs) works really well for me somehow. Well, that actually leads perfectly to my next question. So you talked about Google Calendar and your email system. So can you share a little bit about a pick a favorite app website? Or if you want to talk a little bit more about your productivity hack, that's been the, the game changer for you. 
You know, it's really interesting because uh, this seems it's going to feel a little bit gross when I say it, but it, <laughs> it it is really true that the the app that I spend the most of my time on is Lead Pages. Mm, that's um, yes, I work for the company, uh, and yes, it is my job to promote Lead Pages. But uh, truly, honestly, before I ever started working there, I was a Lead Pages user all the time because. You know, and again, not a pitch, but the thing that it that it does for me is if I have an idea that I want to try out uh, within 30 minutes at most, I can have an actual like whole one page website up and have somewhere to send people to test my idea. If they're opting in, if they're buying, registering for a webinar, whatever, I can get that out there really, really quickly. If I want to test some hypotheses that I can then share on a webinar or a training, I can do them in about five minutes. Like lead pages just allows me to instead of having just a, an idea, it allows me to get it out there and see if people respond to it in, you know, a few minutes notice. So I really do. I spend a whole lot of my day inside of lead pages on the landing pages on, you know, the opt-in forms on lead digits, so many different things that I'm constantly doing in there. Well, I also have to give my compliments to you as the lead educator. I've attended a number of your webinars. I'm a lead pages customer, a huge fan of it. And awesome. it, is, it is just an incredible, incredible system. So not not a surprise to hear that. So thank you for sharing those, Tim. For sure. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Tim, we have listeners from all backgrounds, all walks of life, from many different parts of the world. And as you know, moving forward is about finding that inspiration to move forward, to find not only what you're passionate about, as you've talked about, but something that you can also devote your time to. It's not just about the six figures. It's not just about doing your passion 24-7, but finding that middle ground. So what is the one thing that moving forward listeners can start doing today to bring them closer to their life or career purpose? I would say it is to have just a basic foundation for what problems you want to solve in the world. Mm. Um, I think that it's easy enough to think about what we want. And yes, it is very much important to know what you want as well. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're not solving a real problem, you're going to struggle all the time to get new customers, to move forward, and sometimes even to feel like what you're doing matters at all. If you can figure out what problem it is that you want to be a part of solving, uh, that can really guide a lot of the decisions that you make. And I have to be honest, it that's it, as simple as it is to say, it's really difficult to do because by nature, we're kind of selfish. You know, it's just how we are. And we have to be for survival and to be able to do the things you want to do. You have to think about yourself and your family and all those things. Uh, and you know, if you want to have a business, you have to bring in profit so that you can keep the lights on. Right. But in order to do any of that, in order to have the right kind of decision-making, if you can say, okay, the problem I want to solve in the world is that in central New York, People don't have really great tires to get around. Even the really expensive ones don't do a good job in the snow and ice. So I want to help people have the uh, have a safer drive 
in central New York. I live in Syracuse and mm-hmm. there's snow and ice all the time. So if you can do that, then every time there is a question about what to do next, you can go and say, does this help the drivers of central New York have a safer drive in the winter? So if the question comes up and they say, well, listen, you can save a little bit of money on the rubber of the tires. It, it's going to, you know, it'll take down uh, the the longevity of those tires a little bit uh, and, and they won't be quite as good a traction, but it's going to save you a lot of money on those tires and you can bring the price down. Uh, you know, do you want to do that? You can run that decision through the question of does this help drivers of Central New York? have a safer drive. And if the answer is no, you have to weigh it against the other factors. Okay, well, would more people be able to have safer tires, et cetera, et cetera. But having that question answered, what do I want to help people with? What problem do I want to help people solve? Having that question answered can be the litmus test with which you make all of your decisions. Absolutely. Whether you're starting a business or choosing a career path, I think that is very true. Exactly. Tim, what is next for you? You know, at lead pages, we've got a lot of amazing new things launching that I can't really talk about yet. <laughs> I'm looking forward to finding out. <laughs> yes, and, and it's really exciting. I it's um, you know, our our mission is to empower the majority of digital signups worldwide. Yes, and we're well on our goal of doing that. You know, well on path to our goal to do that. And I'm really excited about that. For me, in that scheme of things, it's it's really helping people uh, with more of their business, you know, getting more results from different things in their business that maybe have lagged behind. I've been helping people generate more leads for a long, long time now, and I think they're getting better. But there are aspects of the business that I think people are struggling with, and you're going to see a lot more of that in the lead pages webinar trainings. And I also, in my own business with the voiceover stuff, I help a lot of podcasters get results. So I'm doing some uh, one-on-one coaching, not a lot, but a little bit. Uh, I created a a new product called the Podcast Conversion Blueprint, which is uh, over 30 call-to-action scripts that are pre-written over 40 lead magnet ideas, 10 real world examples of calls to action, the do's and don'ts of, of podcast calls to action. Uh, I created that uh, and I've, I've released that. And then for me, uh, in, in terms of voice acting, what I'm really, really excited for for that is uh, this year I'm trying to up level uh, everything that I can. So uh, I'm working on getting a new agent. Uh, because I'd really liked not not replace my old agent, but get you know go go up market a, a bigger agent and really try to focus on getting some of the more national gigs uh, and getting into the world of promos. Oh, fantastic, Tim! How can our listeners connect with you? Yeah, there's a couple of ways to do that. Uh, Twitter is probably the best, so I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter at Tim the Page P A I G E. If you'd like to learn more about how you can quickly grow your email list, uh, you can text Lead Pages Live. That's all one word: L E A D P A G E S L I V E to three three four four four. That'll get you registered for this week's Thursday, three p.m. Eastern Time webinar. So it's Lead Pages Live to three three four four four. Or and if you are a podcaster or want to be a podcaster and you need a, a great intro and outro, or you want some guidance on how you can grow your podcast, you can go to Make My Intro. Awesome. We'll have that posted on our website as well. Tim, I want to thank you so much for being part of our 50th episode celebration, but moreover, for sharing your inspiring story with our listeners. It's been a real honor and a privilege to have you. Thank you. Awesome, John. Thank you so much.
And listeners, for more information on Tim and all of our extraordinary guests, visit us at bemovingforward.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. This is John Lim with Moving Forward, and we'll be back tomorrow with another extraordinary guest as Moving Forward continues its 50th episode celebration. Now it's time for you to move forward and discover the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and BeMovingForward.com. All rights reserved.